Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to another episode of the Nintendo Powercast. I'm your host, N64 Josh, for this Nintendo News Minute. Before we jump into this, I want to let you guys know that The Dirt, my new Mario Kart podcast, is available everywhere. Episode 2 was recorded live tonight. It is available on YouTube, and it is currently downloading. will be uploaded to Spotify and Apple uh, in just a little bit here. So it should be available for you to go and check out that show needs reviews. If you guys could help me out with, uh, with reviews on Apple and Spotify, I greatly, greatly appreciate it. And if you got any friends or family or anybody that would be interested in, in racing Mario Kart with, with a community on Wednesdays at 4 PM Pacific, we're going to be jumping in to the discord voice channel we're gonna be doing competitive mario kart we may be doing some retro mario kart like it's gonna be all about mario kart and having just a good time racing as a community so come on over and uh, and check that out and check out the new show it was a it was a i had a lot of fun with the latest episode sharing a lot of memories from the community and uh uh, of your favorite memories of of Mario Kart. So um, n64josh.com slash discord to come hang out. And again, you can look for the Mario Kart podcast wherever you listen. Now, let's jump into the news. We're going to start with a rumor. Microsoft's Sea of Thieves could be sailing onto Switch. So the Xbox and Microsoft rumors are flooding the news at the moment. We're looking at a Nintendo Life article. Um and it says there's another one sailing into view. Microsoft's exclusive Sea of Thieves developed by Rare is reportedly being considered for Switch and PlayStation. Giant Bomb and Game Mess Morning's host Jeff Grubb claims that he's heard that this, this one might be coming to other platforms via VGC. Speaking on Game Mess uh, Mornings earlier today... Um, on January 8th, the host states that this, alongside rumors of Xbox's critically acclaimed title, also making the jump... Um, shows that Microsoft is kind of trying to rejigger its strategy. Now, given the huge scope of Sea of Thieves world and the online multiplayer aspect, we're finding this one a bit hard to believe, particularly on Switch. I'm going to I'm going to veer away from the article here, but what about the next console? Actually, that's what the article says too, apparently. Uh, I just glanced over at it. But perhaps Switch, in this case, is a stand-in for whatever Nintendo's next console will be. Now, that could work. And look, we're always excited to see more Rare games on Nintendo's platforms. For now, um, have a healthy sprinkling of sea salt handy. Um, but former Kotaku editor and Axio reporter Stephen uh, Talio uh, also heard similar rumblings, albeit specifically for PlayStation and not for Switch over on his game file newsletter. Totilo uh, states that sources familiar with ports plans to um, plans have claimed that Microsoft is looking 
into launching its hit Xbox and PC multiplayer uh, pirate game on PlayStation. Totilo reached out to an Xbox rep regarding this comment, but they declined to comment. However, he states, in response to Grubb's comments this morning, that he's only heard about PlayStation, but that he is unable to verify if Sea of Thieves to PlayStation is still an active plan for Microsoft. Sea of Thieves is an is a online multiplayer adventure game where you play as a pirate. The game launched on Xbox One and Windows back in 2018, and initially critics were a bit lukewarm on the game, but Rare, known in these uh, waters for developing tons of brilliant platformers on the NES, SNES, and N64, have continually updated the game and now is considered one of the most successful modern Xbox games. An enhanced version was released on the Xbox Series XS in 2020 and is also available on Xbox Game Pass. The prevailing rumor going around at the moment really points towards the critically acclaimed title we mentioned earlier. Popular theories point towards either Hi-Fi Rush or the 2023 Game of the Year contender, um, contender um, Ob- obsidian's uh pentiment and so we're going to continue on with the rumor mill which is that um microsoft could be bringing hi-fi rush to to the switch also but again all the rumblings that i've been seeing online it was kind of bouncing either between yes it's coming to the switch or no it's only going to playstation so i i i don't really know what's happening here fingers crossed honestly that they're like Having these games in more players' hands, I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. And Microsoft has the ability now to like really pick and choose what they want to be uh, exclusive and what they want to be multi-platform. They've got a massive library now with Activision, Blizzard, and uh, with everything from from ZeniMax and Bethesda. So they can they can they can kind of you know test the waters on what they what they want to put out into the, the ethos of these other systems and see and see how they go. So there's a, there's a few updates on this article on Nintendo life. So let's jump into it here. So it says to add fuel to the fire. This is, I'm going to, I'm going to go to the beginning. So the original article was on January 7th. It says it's a new year and sure enough, new rumors are already popping up about what games could be available to Nintendo's users in the future. The latest story doing the round suggests the Microsoft game met with high critical acclaim and well-received by fans will be released on a competitor system in the calendar year of 2024. This claim comes from the host of the Nate the Hate podcast who goes on to mention how the same title was in the game of the year conversation during the year of its release. Um, in there's a quote. It says, in the calendar year of 2024, Microsoft will bring one of their more acclaimed first-party releases to a competitor system. When the announcement comes, I think it's going to be met with a lot of excitement because this is a quality game. This source uses Obsidian's narrative adventure Pentiment as an example of how Xbox has done everything it can with select games within its ecosystem, and the next step is to bring these titles to other platforms to help build an audience for possible sequels exclusive to Microsoft's devices. Some conversations elsewhere online suggest that the exclusives could be uh, Tango Gameworks rhythm-based action title Hi-Fi Rush, which was shadow dropped on the Xbox earlier, early last year and nominated for multiple Game of the Year awards. A user on Reset Era, uh, L-O-L-I-L-O-A-I-L-O, also uh, um, known for sharing past Xbox-related leaks, has also supposedly supported the idea of it being this particular game. Of course, there could be other games that fit this description and nothing is official right now. 
So then moving on up, Windows Central, Jess Gordon has chimed in on the latest rumors. Here's, here's what he had to say. There's, they say there's no smoke without fire. I will say that it has been suggested to me from very trusted, proven sources that Microsoft has been exploring, bringing some of its back catalog to other platforms, although some of the details remain vague and unconfirmed. Given the track record of LOL, that person I just said, Nate, and my own sourcing on this, I think the rumors will probably pan out into reality. But until things are fully confirmed, remember to take this kind of stuff with a grain of salt. Then there's another update um, from, uh, well, from... The, because of the time difference from tomorrow, it says to add fuel to the fire, Australian classification board rating for project 2022 a has been discovered. It was rated M for mature on the 15th of December, 2022. The production company is Zenimax media. Shinji Mikami is referenced in the author and publisher segment. And the platforms listed include Nintendo switch. If you scroll to the bottom of the same page, this rating links to other versions and the game listed is Hi-Fi Rush. Here's part of the description of this same rating. Project 2022A is working title Final 2B TBC for a rhythm matching combat game in which player characters, uh, a wannabe rock star fights against mega technology corporations to the rhythm of a rocking music playlist. The game does not feature online interactivity. Hi-Fi Rush was released in January 25th, or on the 25th of January, 2023 on Xbox and Windows, and this particular classification was prior to its launch. Of course, classification boards listings don't always guarantee anything. This is still just a rumor, so take everything with a grain of salt. So it's looking very possible that Hi-Fi Rush is going to be making its way over to the Switch. And... I'll be honest, because of my lack of of time with games right now, it's not one that I ever jumped into. I may fire it up and see what it's all about. And I I know it's well-loved and a lot of people in the Xbox community really, really enjoyed it. And I've heard I've heard people like uh, like Boomstick over on the Xbox Factor podcast talk about how he feels like Hi-Fi Rush really did feel like a Nintendo game and would have a um, would fit very well on you know, on the switch. And I assume graphically it wouldn't be too hard to run it on the switch either. But again, I'm just speculating at that point. So I, I, I don't know for sure. I kind of like, again, I kind of like that, that Microsoft may be going this route of like, Hey, we've, we've, we've done what we can with our games on our platform and we're going to, we're going to put them out with, a. Uh, kind of a hey if you want the sequel you're going to have to make your way over now i've seen some people mention like hey if you're going to uh if if microsoft's going to start putting some exclusives over on these other platforms what could could there be some trades that take place and uh one that i saw that i saw uh, a couple times was there's a lot of xbox fans that would love the sequels to to bayonetta they would love the sequels of uh, they'd love to see Bayonetta one or two and three make their way over to uh, to the Xbox. So is that something that that could be in the works? I don't know. I don't know how much Nintendo is uh, planning on playing ball here. If if at all, do they need to? Does Microsoft kind of just benefit from having having uh, their games on more platforms? I believe. I believe they do. Do the other platforms need to give anything up? I, I, I'm not sure. But there's also plenty in the cards for Microsoft 
and Nintendo when it comes to a lot from Rare, right? Because there's a lot of of old titles that if you buy like if like the the I think they call it the Rare Collection now. I can't even it's been so long since I've since I've talked about it or even looked at it. But I mean, we still don't have Perfect Dark on the Switch. We don't have we don't have uh you know like RC Pro-Am or RC Pro-Am 2 could be on Nintendo Switch online. There's there's there is a extensive list of rare titles that could make their way over to Nintendo Switch online that you know maybe maybe there's there's deals going on in the background to make this to make this all a reality. And it really seems like Microsoft wants to play nice with with everybody as as much as possible. So I I I think it's a win everywhere for gamers and uh and a good thing overall, but you can leave your thoughts in the, in the comments, either on YouTube or on Spotify. I'd love to hear what you guys think. Moving on Nickelodeon all-star brawl two now reportedly has an actual cartridge release. So there's a tweet from Nintendo. It says in somewhat surprising turn of events, Nickelodeon all-star brawl two now has a physical release on Nintendo switch with a game card. This release was previously a code in a box available on Amazon and they've got their affiliate link. And then, uh, if you're an athlete, you know, the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same Jersey as you to be your best. Every time you step on the field, that's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Uh, GameCube Freak 33 replied um, saying, or I'm sorry, they asked, so how do we know? And then Nintendo posted a picture of the the game cart in the box. So if, uh, I mean, I... I don't know that this was a game I was going to pick up anyway, but looking at the box art, seeing Garfield, one of my favorites as a kid, when I would draw the two main things I would draw is Garfield and the Ninja Turtles. Both are on the cover of this. I know it kind of plays like smash. I know there was, uh, there was that, that it was, that was an, it was an okay game. So who knows? I may, I may pick this one up now. Um, just, just from seeing the the cover art, not necessarily because there's a, because there's a, a cart in the box, but that does help because I do enjoy just collecting the physical media as well. So kind of cool to see that it goes from just being a code in the box to uh, to an actual actual game cart. The Spy Who Shot Me brings 90s inspired FPS action to Switch eShop. So from Nintendo Life here, it says, if you're looking for another GoldenEye 007 style game to play on the Switch, you might want to check out The Spy Who Shot Me, which arrived on the eShop uh, last week for just $7.99. It's a parody of James Bond inspired and classic shooters of the 90s. While the obvious comparison is Rare's legendary N64 title, uh, some reviews on Steam also compare it to a series like no one lives forever. It's been available on valve's digital service since 2019 and has a very positive review rating. Here's a bit more of what to expect from the spy who shot me along with some screenshots of, uh, and the trailer. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and hit play on this trailer and let it, uh, let it run here. I'm going to make sure it's, it's not too loud. It really does look like a, uh, like an N64 game. Like the, the graphics are very much, very much N64 
the the audio kind of sounds N64. The the blood is very much large pixels, but like one of the things we just saw is they they the they shot a chandelier and it dropped on the uh, on the bad guys. It really looks like you're playing a 64 game for 7.99. This may be one that I have to pick up and try because it uh, it looks. It it looks like a classic Bond game, honestly, like a like almost like a direct sequel to, to Goldeneye. What I I wonder about is is there a multiplayer of any kind? So we'll take a look at uh, at uh, what the what the remainder of the article says here. So the Spy Who Shot Me is a comedy retro FPS, and it does look pretty funny, honestly. Inspired by classic shooters of the '90s, the Spy Who Shot Me is a uh, comedy retro FPS inspired. So they said the same thing twice. Take a role of super spy agent seven as he fights against the evil scum. And it's, it's S dot C dot U dot M. So, uh, features retro FPS style, fast gameplay, spy and parody humor, hordes of enemies to combat, unique run and gun gameplay, vehicle action, weapon mods, and lovely pointy polygons. So it um, looks like it's just one player. So there's no, no multiplayer with this one, unfortunately, which would have um, probably moved the needle for me a little bit more, but being only, only eight bucks might be one I have to check out. Cause it does, it does look like classic, uh, classic golden eye. Well, the Pokemon TV, TV app is being discontinued later this year. It says, thank you to all of our fans. The Pokemon TV service, an app and browser website that allowed Pokemon fans across the world to watch older episodes of the anime for free, is ending service on the 28th of March, 2024. The Pokemon company has confirmed. In an update on the official Pokemon website, TPC thanks the fans who have enjoyed Pokemon TV over the years and confirms it will be sunsetting the service later this year. The app itself is being removed from storefronts from today, the 8th of January, meaning new new users will not be able to download the app from the App Store, Google Play, Roku Channel Store, Amazon App Store, Nintendo Switch eShop, and Pokemon.com. The link to Pokemon TV online now redirects you to a news update, and we can confirm that the app has been removed from the App Store at the time of writing this. Fortunately, if you already have the app downloaded, you'll have access to all the currently available content until the sunset date. After the app closes down, you'll still be able to watch the anime in many places, which TPC has listed, although most of all these subscription services and many seasons of shows are spread across different channels and some seasons you might even need to purchase separately, not confusing at all. All the shorts and episodes on the YouTube on YouTube will be staying at least uh, with a, and there's a question mark. So um, if this is something you use on the regular, I, I I'm sorry. It's kind of a, it's kind of a bummer to see something like this go. It makes me wonder with all the content they have, if they don't come up with some kind of paid service or something along those lines. Cause I mean, Pokemon is all about, is all about business, right. And making that money. Hopefully they put some of that money into making um, games run better than Scarlet and Violet. Random. The Golden Globes is the place for for top Super Mario Brothers banter. Have you ever have you ever make it to King Koopa? Is what the article reads here. So um, looking looking at Nintendo Life, it says if you've ho- if you've hopped onto social media this morning, you've undoubtedly been in inundated with coverage of the 81st Global Globe Awards event. Um, we're here to add to that because we're we're nice, but it's also kind of sort of relevant to Nintendo. Um, you see the presenting. Uh, the presenting the nominee when presenting the nominees the best original song artist um andrew day and john but batiste i think i may have said it wrong um just couldn't help reminisce over um over playing super mario brothers when they were younger 
hey, we've all been there, right? Okay, not while presenting an award at the Golden Globes, but maybe in line at Starbucks. It's lighthearted fun and made us chuckle and oh, you celebs kind of way. So so check it out. And there's a tweet here. I'm going to go ahead and play it. It's a, it's about a minute long. Let's see. Let's see if it'll even play. It looks like it's, yeah, it's not, it's not loading. I'll try it one more. No, they want me to head all the way over to X, but I'm not gonna worry about it. It says one thing's for sure. You can't deny the infectious chemistry between the two. And it's uh, quite a far cry from the show's host, Joe Coy, whose jokes fell completely fat with both attendees and viewers online. Yikes. Anyway, the boy and the heron won best animated motion picture. So go watch it. Uh, yeah. Super Mario brothers did not win, unfortunately, which is, uh, which is uh, a kind of a kind of a bummer, but uh, shout out to the boy and the heron for um, for taking that award. Moving on, WWE superstar Xavier Woods shows off his extensive Nintendo 3DS game collection, and it is no joke. That is a massive pile of 3DS games. It says it's no secret that WWE superstar Xavier Woods is a big gamer and a Nintendo fan, and he has subsequently showcased his Nintendo 3DS physical game collection on social media platform X. There are a mix of heavy hitters in this collection, such as Bravely Default and Metopia, along with some more niche ones, such as the ill-fated Rodea the Sky Soldier. You can check out Xavier Woods' collection down below, and they've got some, they've got some pictures. It says, my full physical Nintendo 3DS collection, and it's, I mean, it's massive. He's got, and some of them are graded. He's got a handful of them. Looks like, like, like two of them are graded. I can't really tell which, uh, which ones they are from the photo and maybe able to zoom in on on uh, x here and see if i can if i can see it but we'll just have to we'll just have to see it looks like it's um looks like it's loading in real quick Let's see if i can zoom in some looks like i can zoom in just a bit but i still can't see what the what the titles are exactly but regardless very impressive collection um super cool to see that uh you know, somebody in the, somebody in that, in that space, just super into games. And wow, that is, uh, that is, that is, that is super, super impressive. The full, the full collection. It is no, it is no joke. Look up, um, at Austin Creed's wins over on X. If you guys want to see the, if you guys want to see the the collection, cause it's, it's massive, super, super cool. Lastly, Princess Peach Showtime has been rated for the Nintendo Switch. The super cute Princess Peach Showtime for the Nintendo Switch family of systems has now been rated by the Entertainment Software Rating Board. Peach's latest platforming adventure was given an everyone 10 plus rating due to its fantasy violence, so it's suitable for everyone of ages 10 and upwards. A firm release date has already been announced for Princess Peach Showtime as it is set to arrive on the 22nd of March. So getting the getting the 10 the 10 plus rating very curious about this one how it's going to play who it's who it's really for and fingers crossed that it that it's a risk that pays off for nintendo and i'm i'm hoping that um it kind of jives with all of us especially if we're you know especially with the mario fans it's it, it it seems a little bit peculiar it also seems kind of very nintendo and so that's what has me that's what has me somewhat hopeful about it but we're just going to have to wait and see until we can uh until we can go hands on in just a just a, a few short months honestly we'll be we'll be checking out princess peach i don't know what i i have one of the one of the the 
what are they called? The the not the coupons, but the you know you can buy two for a hundred bucks. The, the the name escapes me right now. I can't I can't think of the word, but um, I don't know what I'm going to get with my second one. I bought it when Wonder came out so that I could uh, so that I could like the game vouchers or whatever. So I could get Wonder digitally while I was while I was out of town and couldn't grab my physical one, but I don't know what else to get. And Peach might be it. I, I'm not sure. I've even kicked around the idea of of getting Strikers just so that I always have it with me. But at the same time, I don't know that it's ever really gonna get played. So I'm not I'm not quite sure what to do with that last uh, with that last voucher that. Uh, that I have. So we'll just have to wait and see, but peach will make it its way to the switch on the 22nd of March. And, uh, I am, I am somewhat optimistic and looking forward to this one. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. I appreciate you all so very much. Hope you have a fantastic, um, so you're, you're probably listening to this on Tuesday. So have a fantastic Tuesday and we will see you in the next one. Bye everybody. <laughs>